0: Come on! Welcome to Lifeblood REI, and welcome our guest, the strong and powerful Spencer Hillegass. Spencer, Rhett, welcome.
1: George, really a pleasure to be here. Thanks so much for having
0: me. Excited to have you on. Spencer is the CEO of Madison Investing. They are a real estate investing and cash flow investor. They're vetted real estate syndicators for the passive investor. Again, excited to have you on, Spencer. Tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do.
1: Yeah, well, I appreciate that. So I live in Silicon Valley. I'm um, actually on this cool little island of Alameda in the Bay Area. Uh, so these days. All I do is basically try to be a great dad still try to you know, feel like I play metal bands even though I'm 40 or so um, And of course none of that is really the case. So I, I these days I really fun, um, Helping you know busy professionals and just folks in my network and quite a few folks now um, In our investing group that is Madison investing make better investments, you know and, and diversify sources of income streams and all that good stuff, but it didn't start that way George I mean, I was in tech for uh Thirteen years, um, and so you know that was the cool thing to do, uh, versus growing up in a real estate business that was my dad's, uh, my dad's business in our household growing up. Um, so I guess I guess I got into real estate at the age of six, technically. Um, you know, I was working open houses, uh, and he was a broker for thirty years. So I saw that from the inside, and really thought it was like the most uncool thing ever. Um, so I decided, <laughs> I decided it was way cooler to go into tech companies. Um, didn't know it was going to be a 13-year journey. And that journey actually concluded five months before the global pandemic hit, or the Black Swan event have, uh, has hit and continues. And so we feel really good. I'm going to say we, it's my uh, Jennifer Morimoto is my co-founder and my wife uh, of the company. And we're in a spot right now where uh, we feel very blessed, you know, to wake up every day and just help other folks, um, you know, make better decisions about this stuff and, um, and get exposed to other ways to, to build wealth. Because it wasn't working for us necessarily in the tech grind when I was working 80 to 100 hours a week um, and, and, and betting on a big Silicon Valley lottery exit.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I certainly appreciate that. So I am, am not from the Bay Area, Spencer. I'm from a small town in Minnesota. And we didn't have a real heavy metal scene is there a real big metal scene in the Bay Area?
1: You know, I think uh, <laughs> I have to be cautious with what I say here, mm. probably, because uh, I'm sure if you go to any any city in the U.S. and you say we have better metal than the other, then you're going to get some opinions. Ah. Um, yeah, but but I think uh, I I think it's pretty damn good. Um, but but uh, you know, but but what do I know?
0: <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Well, it's 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 at the very least active and, 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 and healthy or unhealthy, depending on which one is more uh, or metal. I think we should just leave it alone though. So, <laughs> all right. So, so, so many cool things to talk about here. Um, certainly 13 years in tech, I'm sure there's a million stories there. Um, had, had, had you and your, your co-founder, your, your wife, had you always wanted to work, want, wanted to work together and this finally was the opportunity or how did how, 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 was how that working?
1: Yeah, I mean, I appreciate you taking it there. Um, We had our own independent careers for the duration of that, you know, roughly 13 years. Uh, She's in a totally different side of the professional world in uh, CPG. So she worked for a company that was, you know, you could actually see, touch, and hold the product. Uh, As a guy who was in software companies, you know, predominantly fintech companies, um, I was with, you know, Intuit and a bunch of other companies that were in the similar space doing uh, not very glamorous uh, focuses like uh, accountancy and payroll—the stuff that make people's eyes glaze over—but I could never actually see touch and hold our products. So we were in our, our careers, totally different lines of work. Um, and in that regard, now it, we are so benefited by going off and just developing—I guess—the language of business, in like in a vacuum, effectively over that time. You know, like we have our own kids, we have a family. I know you and I chatted about that a little bit, George, up front, but. Um, when you start working with a spouse, it's one of those topics where most people's ears perk up because they're like, how the heck do you guys you know, do that? Um, I, I do not claim to have the answer because I think that, that that's a unique setup for every single couple that's out there. But, um, But that said, it all started on a strong foundation that came from two epically long weekends, this is quite a few years ago now, where we sat down and got so nerdy and honest about what are the goals we want for our lives. We were both working a ton had infants on at the time, um, and we were like, hey, what are we gonna wanna do in 10 years from now? How how do we decouple ourselves from these day jobs? How do we actually go and build a future that we're more flexible for our kids? And there was tears, and reconciliation, and laughter, and all those things in one, (laughs) all in one cycled weekend. Um, And I look forward to now and now we have this really productive dynamic. It's not always just swimming, like sw- going swimmingly well. Rather, I mean, you still have to go and, you know, and have debate. Uh, and and how we can do that constructively. And and I think that that's been uh, a really amazing dynamic to to lean into uh, um, between us.
0: Awesome. Well, I certainly appreciate that. My wife and I worked together for six years, and really enjoyed it. And perhaps one day again in the future, we will. Uh, But that certainly remains to be seen. So it it sounds like your dad was in residential real estate. Um, How did you land on syndication? Tell me about that.
1: Yeah, um, that's a great question. So uh, I was doing things like open houses for him and being a gopher for his residential business back in the day. Uh, That left a taste in my mouth. You know, that was interesting. Um, It was a simple lens, a really narrow one. and, And you could probably appreciate this, George, that like when you first start looking at real estate, I'd say the broader perception is that it means one type of thing, like one type of asset, one type of thing to most people, like maybe buying your home. And Mm -hmm. to me now, seeing the broad landscape of all these strategies, it's just been a journey. There's really no other way to say it. Some people might find that corny, um, but that's what it feels like. In tech, uh, I mentioned 13-year career. A mentor of mine, uh, this is back in about 2015, uh, he nudged me to go into a company called Lending Home. Uh, it was the it is like the biggest fix and flip lender in the country for you know single-family flips um, And I was tasked with growing and uh, scaling their loan origination group And we ended up doing four billion dollars in loans of thousands of loans for these individual deals I didn't know anything about those flips going in I really didn't you know I mean, I and I think the team would agree with me because I had to win them over um, you know, I, and so I dove in saw so many of these real estate investors on the other side of uh of these transactions from the lender's perspective, right, inside this company and going, wow, they're doing really, really well for themselves. But I, I didn't want to become a flipper. You know, I had coworkers that were literally saying, "Hey, man, go and flip a house on the weekend." And admittedly, George, I can barely swing a hammer. <laughs> I mean, I, I, <laughs> I use YouTube regularly um, just to do basic stuff around our house, and so I, I know, but I know how to framework. I know how to vet good deals. I, I know how to you know, structure partnerships. So I, I surveyed the landscape of real estate investing. And I also was sitting there going like, well, what's more predictable? Cause I'm kind of an operations and sales guy by trade. Like I was building and scaling those types of teams. Um, and so it just made sense to start looking for like rental investment. That's kind of where we went first. We bought some rentals um, locally in California, paid too much money for them, of course. Um, And then eventually realized, oh, maybe we can go buy stuff outside of California, bought some turnkeys in the Midwest. Uh, Still a little bit more work than we wanted based on kids still have to manage the manager for those rentals. So we built a residential portfolio. Um, And then we eventually realized, you know, we're still busy. We have young kids. We still want to be able to have a a life. And uh, it was not as scalable as we were hoping for. So we really went and. Um, got super interested in in the bigger apartment deals and adding value where we could, and I went into coaching programs and you know devoured 400 podcasts in an 18 month period I think and read 24 books and just really went. My, my bookshelf looked a lot like lot like yours, George. Uh, it, <laughs> it, it, it. <laughs> I mean, I, I nerded out arguably too hard, um, and, and I think that uh, education is key, as you can probably attest to. It, but I think action eventually had to happen, um, and so started going into coaching programs and asking, hey, can, can I help you out in your deal? Big, you know, big apartment uh, syndicator, you know, and eventually um, we went off and started crafting our own business plan based on that. So it was a, it was a real journey um,
0: uh, from here to there. Nice, I appreciate that. It's a, it's always a fine balance between, okay, I've, I've got enough information, there's never, you know, I, I could keep going with this, but we need to actually get started with it. So th- that's 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 no easy feat, right? Because you can invest in apartment buildings all over the United States of America, probably all over the world. Uh, right. How did you start to to really narrow that down and, and and develop, for lack of a better term, what your parameters are for for a good investment?
1: Gosh, that that had to be one of the most time intensive and in hindsight, key processes. You know, um, it was it was really tough, but. Education is so key as we just mentioned And for me. I dove in and actually paid for a coaching program. I believe in them I think you really got to be thoughtful and thorough in terms of who you choose to work with and make sure you do your diligence on those folks Of course make sure they have experience I, I did that found a coaching program that would allow me to really get a good foundation on some of the more nuanced analytical side because I knew it in residential I, I knew it really well there didn't know it in commercial, but I have a three-part framework because I'm a big framework guy have always used that in, in startups Um the key takeaway I had from the startup world and that I apply every day to our business, George, is that, you know, great decisions uh, are typically not made quickly um, unless you have like a framework and a clear set of criteria. And I mean, that that principle sounds really basic and I can't take credit for that. Um, I, but in application to our business. The, you know, the operator or the who is the number one of three, you know, that we look at uh, the market in the deal and again I didn't come up with that three-part framework the sub bullets for it we have 70 of them in our business that we use to analyze and make sure that a deal is good I have it in a nerdy spreadsheet because that's how I roll sure Um, (laughs) and I basically look at the who the where and then all the other questions you would throw in that bucket like the what the why the how and all those things you know and so uh, we put it through the ringer on that front and I I really have found the who is the by far the most critical part of this stuff you know um because we structure partnerships with folks that have that that deep experience on things like construction like can they go renovate a 200 unit apartment building because i'm not the guy who's going to fly out from the bay area and go do that because not only do i not know anything about construction myself but you know i think it's key to have those folks with the boots on the ground um and so that's how we approach it is slowly deliberately we also will go out and just simply say hey can we Invest some of our own money in, in one of their deals if they're already doing deals um, before we decided to, to jump into partnerships with them. But that's kind of how we look at it: is on the where, in terms of markets, because we talked about those that three-part bullet uh, framework. You got the the who, uh, the where, and then everything else on the where. It's really just about jobs. You know, I, I'd say it's about job growth, job supply, um, populations, uh, population growth, uh, migration. Um, you know, some of those markets that, like, we're really hot on right now um, would be more on the western side of the U.S. in terms of, like, you know, was literally in Boise two weeks ago, uh, was in Phoenix, you know, three weeks ago, uh, and Colorado Springs have spent tons of time in. You know, we, we've kind of focused on some of those markets more recently, but the huge fan of some of the Sun Belt markets too, you know. I think if you look down south in uh, Texas, you'll find you know, Dallas. We've done a lot of stuff in Dallas, um, even some all the way out to the Carolinas. So it's it, it's just not California. I'll say that much. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that certainly does make sense, and so important to have that, to have that framework. Um, and 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 that's how my brain certainly works too. Is um, and I don't know how you could be successful without that, without. You know, otherwise, it's sort of just going by feel, which sort of feels like an old-timey approach to things and it doesn't really make a lot of sense. So, how many deals are, are you hoping to, 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 to do in a year? Is that, is that a criteria that, that, that is part of this?
1: Whew, that's a rig really, that's a timely question. Um, you know, between 2020, quite the educational year for so many, and that's probably the understatement of the century, um, because of COVID. I would say ideally we're doing at least, uh, you know, between four and six deals a year. Um, and that means, you know, sharing them with our investment group, uh, often investing as often as we can um, alongside our investors. But one thing that we do critically importantly, uh, that's a differentiator, I think, is that we invest with the folks that we go we and we find and often they find us now. That's usually how it works. Um, and we get to know them, you know, we fly out, and meet them, and invest with them, all that stuff. And it takes about six months, you know, just to really get get, get that kind of vetting um, completed. But four to six.
0: How does that work that uh, now that, that people are aware of Madison Investing, that they say, you know what, we've got a project, we would like some outside money, and we've heard of these folks. How 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 are people finding you?
1: Yeah. You know, and I'd say when you first started any business, you're, you I don't know if you've gone through this as well, George, but uh, you're really like, when you're the new guy a few years ago, you're like, please take me seriously. Sure. <laughs> you know, you're like, Hey, I know I'm, I, I don't have your track record person, um, but please take me seriously. So now we've just established these wonderful relationships with experienced folks and the track record that we have built with these people is leading to referrals. And so both on the source of deal flow in partnerships and in terms of, uh, investors that join our group and participate, referrals are literally the, the number one, uh, source of our growth. And we, you know, we, we haven't thus far, we haven't, you know, paid for, uh, advertising. Um, and, and, you know, uh, who's to know, who's to say what's going to come in the future, but I'm just thankful that we're here to provide like, you know, help and education and, and, and provide a great experience for folks because the market is very flooded with, uh, quote unquote deals. Um, and, and I think that that is, it's a time of exuberance. Um, I think a lot of folks are very excited because the market is going so well in the, the equities market, the stock market, all that stuff. Filtering through that is not easy, um, and so that's kind of what we're going for. But yeah, referrals are the way.
0: I like it. And and how how do how how if somebody who is listening and they're interested in in learning more how how are people engaging with you?
1: Yeah, uh, really. You know, our website is the primary. Um, is at MadisonInvesting.com. Uh so folks can, you know, go there, just read up on uh what we do and they can sign up for our newsletter if they'd like. Um when they put their information into it also gives them an option uh to book time on my calendar uh personally and usually it's pretty readily available. Um if, if we have an opportunity open right now, so it's a little bit more crowded, but usually it's within the next, you know, one one to three business days. Um and so I'm also on LinkedIn. Uh, try to stay pretty active on there as well. Uh, but, you know, I post pretty nerdy stuff about real estate and occasionally some bad dad jokes, so they will have to tolerate that.
0: Uh, <laughs> I appreciate a good or a bad dad joke as well, Spencer. So don't ever apologize, man. <laughs> the bad ones are the good ones. Well, that's exactly. Well, Spencer, the people are ready for your difference making tip. What do you have for them?
1: Gosh. You know, I'm going to have to look to wrap it in a book. Um, I think that Essentialism by Greg McKeown. Um, in the current world that it, we are bombarded with information from every possible source. And I have read that book three times through, still remains at the top of my list. It just basically says everyone's got the same number of hours in the day, George, uh, whether it's you know, Oprah, Bill Gates, uh, wh- whoever. Uh, what you say no to it will largely determine where you're able to focus your time and free up that 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 availability for the right thing to say yes to. and. This book literally gives you ways to say no, <laughs> which is where most of us get tripped up because of social awkwardness usually, right? Like you don't want to say no to a friend who says, hey, let's go grab coffee when instead you could be building your dream project that could help launch pad your business or change change a positive relationship or anything else like that. But that would be it.
0: I think that that is great stuff. It definitely gets it. Come on. Come on. The inability to say no, the ability to say no, that that really is like a superpower, isn't it? Um, and appreciating, understanding what your time is worth and coming to the realization that it's so finite. And if I make a decision to dedicate attention, time, money to this, then I can't do it to other things. So I think that that's really well said. Appreciate it. Well, Spencer, I appreciate you coming on. Give us the website again.
1: Yeah. Uh, thank you, George. This has been awesome. Uh, it's at madisoninvesting.com.
0: Perfect. Please come join. Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Spencer your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go to madisoninvesting.com. Check out all the great resources they've got on the site and grab a spot on Spencer's uh, calendar and find out if there's an opportunity to work together. Find him on LinkedIn for, for amazing dad jokes as well. Thanks again, Spencer. <laughs>
1: Thanks so much, George. It's been a blast.